Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I am one of the luckiest people on the planet. I continue to get emails telling me all I have to do is reply and I'll be rich. It's amazing. My latest email to my inbox at chewingthefatattheblaze.com from Jenna Kande, K-A-N-D-E-H. Dear, I am, I'll just read it word for word as typed in my email. Dear, I am Jenna Kande from Freetown, Sierra Leone. Time of opposed to the government of President Tijan Kaba, the ex-leader since 21st November 2005, but am current residing in Benin because war of my country, my mother killed on 040102 for Sierra Leone Civil War, and I am only child for my family, sad that my father die on 2511, 2018. During the war, that's 2018, I know. During the war, my father made a lot of money through the sales of diamonds to the tune of $10,200,000. This money is currently, and it would be, you know, dollar insignia, one zero comma two zero zero comma zero zero zero. This money is currently and secretly kept in ECOWAS company in Benin, Benin, B-E-N-I-N, due to political turmoil which exists in Africa. I cannot invest the money alone. Hence, I hence am soliciting your help to help me take these funds into your custody for invest. I want to add here that if agreed, 35%, that's $3,570,000 of the total worth of the fund will be yours minus your total expenses incurred during the clearing of the fund in P-Nova Benin, Benin. I am so lucky that I continue to get these emails and they're going to make me rich. And I, I really appreciate Jenna Kanda. Uh, Kanda, Kanda for emailing me and letting me know that all I have to do is help him out and uh, to find a way to invest the $10,200,000 and minus total expenses incurred, and I'm not really sure what that would be, I would get $3,570,000. I mean, it's just a guess, but I would say minus total expenses incurred, I would end up with probably about negative everything I have. But I don't know that because according to this, I could be three and a half million dollars richer. So one of the luckiest people on the planet am I. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It has been a fun 24 hours at my residence. So for a while now, we've noticed that there's been some water off to the side of the house. Now, originally I thought maybe it was from my neighbor, the way it was, you know, the way the water, where the water was, and it wasn't leaking from the one side uh, inside the fence line, and it was outside the fence line, you know, which is technically the front of the home. 
And, uh, you know, then it started gradually started getting worse and worse. And you could see where, where the water was pooling was down this, you know, little hill, a uh, little upgrade, downgrade, uh, where, you know, the plants are. So it had to be coming from me. And so, you know, and it gradually kept getting worse. So we finally got someone out here. And so we just shut the water off. Yeah, you don't need water going into your house, right? Nah. So what they did was, and it got really bad. And I think that when the guy was digging up around where the water comes from, the, the where the leak is, is from the main line out by the road and on the King's Land to, you know, outside the house where it cuts off for the sprinkler system and then into the house. And so uh, I believe that when he was digging for it, he kicked the line or hit the line with a shovel because it was pretty bad. And we left it on for a little while so that we'd have some water and, you know, fill up the tubs and, you know, get some get some drinking water and do what we can, uh, you know, for a, for a short period of time. And then I shut it off because at one point, I don't know, a few years ago, one of the water guys or the water companies or whatever had left the main iron piece, I don't know what you call it, uh, I'm sure there's a name for it, that turns the water on and off from the street. Uh, that handle, which I deep-pocketed and kept, so I'm able to, to you know, turn it on and off when I wish. And so... Uh, you know, I we ended up, you know, I ended up shutting it off last night, and so now we've been without water, and I've been waiting for the guys to come and you know fix it up, and ah, they're not here. So that's been fun. That's been fun. I mean, you can well, you well understand if you've been without water for any amount of time, just you know, kind of how important water is to your daily life. Everything revolves around heating and air conditioning and water. Uh, sure, you need food, absolutely, but uh, you're not cooking food without water. You know, obviously, yeah, you cook food without water, I know, but really, you can't, and you've got to clean, and you've got to wash your hands, and you've got to go to the bathroom, you've got to clean and shower, and it's just been fun, 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 fun. There's nothing like filling up your tub and using that to flush the water down and so there's no showers there's no what are you feeling sorry for me yet <laughs> so i don't know you know i mean maybe if it gets worse i mean i left it on there i have a there's like a pool in my front you know the front yard of the front corner where they dug it out uh because it was leaking pretty bad but it was still you know allowing water into the line we were still having pretty good pressure actually and, uh, and the bill wasn't, it was really strange. I don't think that it could be leaking that much and not have the bill affected. We looked at the bill and it really wasn't affected that much. Uh, you know, it felt like it was about the same. Maybe it was a small leak for a long, long time. And so we're just used to, you know, paying that bill. I'm hoping that that bill drops dramatically, uh, once it's fixed. But, uh, so but now, uh, you know, maybe I, you know, turn that bad boy back on just to get a little water in the old house. But I don't know now if the water's going to be dirty in the line when I turn it back on. So they better hop saying, man, I want those water people here now because I'm not going to go much longer without the, without the water in the house. Okay. All right. That's just a warning to you. You know, in the last two years, if we have learned anything, it's that you must take control of your own health. 
It's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or big pharma to protect you or your family. And that's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement. It includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Did I say that right this time? Quercetin. Well, no. Of course not. <laughs> I cannot pronounce that word. So it's specially formulated uh, immune-boosting supplement. It includes zinc, Corsetin. vitamin C, and vitamin D. It's formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, the world's renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol from his decision to take hydroxychloroquine. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated, is kosher and GMP certified, and is produced right here in the USA. I have been taking it now for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks now, and uh, you can feel the difference, no question. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like my immune system is boosted, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. Although mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are really no longer enforced in several states, the viruses are still out there. So by taking Z-Stack daily, you are supercharging your immune system. Z-Stack is formulated to help combat any and all variants as well as the common cold and flu so i encourage you start taking it right now to stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system and go about living your life go to zstacklife.com slash jeffy go there today enter the promo code jeffy and you're going to get that discount on your first order zstacklife.com slash jeffy promo code jeffy and someday i'll be able to pronounce corsetin correctly zstacklife.com slash jeffy promo code jeffy so for those of you listening live today on the 8th of march 2022 i want to wish you happy international women's day is it woman or women's international women's day and we're you know i want to raise let's just say hello and to all the great women who scrapped the rules, the trailblazers that revolutionized their industries and inspired others to follow suit. I mean, the writer behind Marvel's first Muslim superhero, the computer scientist uncovering bias in AI, the first Asian American mayor in Boston. I is just happy International Women's Day. Uh, man, I'm just, I'm ready to celebrate. I missed, I'm bummed. I missed the rare disease day, uh, which was as always celebrated in the last day of February to raise awareness for rare diseases and improve access to treatment and medical representation for individuals with rare diseases and their families. So, I mean, I, I missed rare disease day and I for sure did not want to miss international women's day so happy happy international women's day now for those of you that uh, need to feel better let's say you weren't going to celebrate uh, you know international i said national it's international <laughs> it's not it's not just national okay it's international women's day and so i see if you need a little a little help, a little boost during the day to feel better about yourself. Let's say you're a woman and you didn't realize that today was International Women's Day and you wanted to celebrate and you said, yeah, hey, I'm a woman. 
I should be celebrating. I need a pep talk about that. Well, kindergartners have developed a new hotline, and all you have to do is call and get encouraging words from kindergartners. And who doesn't want that? Now, the story explains what happens when you call and push whatever button they want you to push. But uh, I am looking forward to hearing the advice of never give up or kind vibes or hugs, not bears. And so I'm looking forward to hearing that in the hotline. So let's call and see if we can get a boost from these kindergartners at pep talk. We could not complete your call. Please try again. What? Wait a minute. Maybe if I dialed the right number. Hi, welcome to Pep Talk, a public art project by Westside School. Bienvenidos a Pep Talk, un proyecto creado por los estudiantes oh, de Westside School. Para un mensaje feliz, presiona oh, cinco. Go through every... Please listen to the following options for okay. encouraging messages. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press one. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press two. I do. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press three. Okay. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press four. If you would like to make a donation to support this project, please press it. Oh, okay. So let's For hear kids laughing with delight. Oh, yeah, no. Laughing with delight. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let's go to number two. Oh, no. Wait. I just I don't want the kids stop. To hear more, we'll transfer you back to the main menu. Yeah. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or okay. nervous, press one. Well, when you're feeling mad, you should take three deep breaths and think of things that make you happy. The thing that makes me happy is when, and and I think of happy things that will happen in the future, like going to a friend's house or a cousin's house. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, let's go to two. If you're frustrated, if you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press one. Be grateful for yourself. That was two. Dude. Live it up. Yeah, I need a pep talk. Be you. Oh, I yes. I you can make things right. Thank you. Oh, my god. Try gosh. it again. Okay. Believe in you. yourself. Right. If you if you can do it, keep trying. Don't give up. Yes. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous. I am. I'm done. Okay, I don't want to talk. I don't want to have be pep talked anymore. But if you do, you can dial pep talk. At 707-998-8410 like I did. And you're going to feel... I mean, how much better do you feel now? Huh? That's what I thought. Another way you can feel better about yourself and your family is go to moinkbox.com slash jeffy. Moinkbox.com slash jeffy. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You heard me complaining about having water issues, but one of the things that I love knowing is that I get my Moink box delivered to my home, and I have it in my freezer, and I know that it's going to be delicious. I love the bacon from Moink Box. It's probably the best bacon I've ever had. It's so 
good. I mean, Moink, I know their guarantee. This is the Moink guarantee, by the way, that uh, you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinked. And when you have that bacon frying in your frying pan and it's cooking up, you will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moink. It is so good. Just seeing it uh, fried up like that and the smell in the house. It's awesome. Moink farmers, uh, like our grandparents uh, did, they farm just like your grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is the difference you can taste. And you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent too. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes or chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, and so much more. Plus, you get to cancel at any time. Remember Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. Uh, and uh, I definitely agree with that. Ring doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff. Uh, is that right? Sim- Siminoff. Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. And I, you know, if I were him, I would have done the very same. Um, keep America farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. Listeners today to chewing the fat are going to get a free filet mignon for a year that's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste it's for a limited time go to moinkbox.com slash jeffy spelled m-o-i-n-k box b-o-x dot d-o-t com c-o-m slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Jeffy, moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Before we head into the break room, let me say happy birthday to Lester Holt, uh, NBC News anchor. That's become such a, such a great joke. I don't know what, I know what happened. So I believed that Lester Holt should have been the anchor before Brian Williams. I really did. I liked him. I thought he was really good. And Brian, you know, got the gig. So Lester was left, you know, holding the Lester Holt back. And then, uh, you know, he got the gig after Brian, uh, you know, imploded himself. But uh, Lester has really, so it's tough for me to say bad things about him. And he really has done a few things as of late that I would like to say, Les, what are you doing, baby? But I can't. Because I, you know, for some reason it got turned into such a a bit that I love Lester Holt. So whenever you hear me and others say, you know, Lester Holt uh, is uh, the man and don't badmouth Lester Holt. That's really just me saying I can't badmouth him because it's a bit and Lester is the greatest newsman ever and should be in charge of the entire NBC News division. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. And he's 63, by the way. So I've been watching Dexter on, well, it's Amazon Prime, but it's a Showtime show. 
And uh, I had never watched it for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I knew about it. I knew about the show. And I've had several people tell me that how good it was. And so I just, I you know, there's only a few times that I've had Showtime in my life. And, you know, it was to watch, I got it free to watch Ray Donovan. And I was looking to get it for another free uh, thing so I could watch the Ray Donovan movie because it was great. If you haven't seen Ray Donovan, it's with Liv Schreiber. It's awesome. And uh, the other characters in the show are awesome. But, uh, so I never really watched Dexter. So I, I see on Amazon Prime, they were giving me a the first season of Dexter uh, from Showtime. And I thought, all right, well, I'll watch the first season and see. And that way, if I when I get my free Showtime to watch Ray Donovan, I'll, you know, I'll binge Dexter. Well, after season one, which I thought was really good, uh, showed, uh, Amazon Prime was like, hey, how would you like to watch season two? This is their way of soaking me in. It's the Amazon Prime drug dealers. So I started, you know, I'm into season two. And then, just like a good drug dealer, Amazon Prime was like, hey, how about you watch season three? So I'm into season three, and I'm thinking that after season three, Amazon Prime, I mean, they keep going as far as I'm concerned. I'm already paying for Prime. So as much of the showtime that they want to give me to watch, I'm good with. But at some point, like a good drug dealer, they're like, uh, no more. Oh, you have to pay for it now. And so that's what they're working on. No problem. Because of that, then I get stories sent to me because I've been, because my, my phone knows what I'm thinking about. I get stories like this, the Green Bay lady that was charged with, you know, murder and mutilating her boyfriend at her house in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> but her name, I don't know that this is her real name. According to the story, her name is Taylor S-C-H-A business. So Taylor Shaha business. Shaha business. Okay. Anyway, she was did the, you know, I mean, she just ripped this guy apart. She blamed it on drugs. Uh, that's all. She said she got, uh, she was the victim. They were using drugs, including meth and engaged in sexual play. And then the man was strangled and, and, you know, the dismembered, she got nervous. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you dismember people, unless you're Dexter. If you know about Dexter, he's a serial killer that, you know, kills for good. Right. I mean, he was raised by a cop who got him, you know, killing for good. And he's got his code and everything. And it's just, it's okay. It's okay. I've like I said, I'm in season three now, and it's uh, it's losing its luster with me, but I'm enjoying it, and it's it's fun. So if you have an opportunity to see Michael C. Hall as a Dexter, some great characters in this show too. And it was you know it's an old show now. I mean, it started in 2006, another lifetime ago, uh, and ran through 2013. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't know how they're going to end it. I uh, have an idea in my head how you end it, but, uh, I'm sure you'll be, Oh, you haven't watched it. Oh, you stupid. Well, I'm just saying he, uh, you know, if you find, you know, their description of the show, you know, it's uh, a Miami based blood splatter expert who doesn't just solve murders. He commits them. In fact, he's a serial killer. But he only murders the guilty. And so, you know, and it's, he's inside the police department and some great characters. And it's amazing you're rooting for this serial killer to get away with it. Because you're wondering, how is he going to get away with it? And uh, he does. I haven't seen Batman yet. We're into movies and shows. But I'm looking forward to... Uh, pause for just a second. Okay, before I get to Batman. 
then, you know, I'm looking forward to getting to Ray Donovan on, uh, on uh, Showtime. So when Showtime or when Amazon Prime, I got to get these right in my head, when Amazon Prime cuts me off and tells me I have to pay for my drugs, no more free, Jeff. Uh, then I'll, you know, find a way to get my free month or so of Showtime and catch the Ray Donovan movie and the rest of Dexter. And then I have my, my kids are bugging me to get to Batman. We gotta see Batman. We gotta see Batman. It's only two hours and 57 minutes long. We gotta see Batman. So we'll see. I gotta get to it. I know I, I, I don't have a review for you yet. All the reviews have been, I shouldn't say all, cause I've listened to a couple that were not good. And, uh, but it was more of the, more of the viewer was bored with it than about the movie. So we'll see, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go sit through it and see if I like it or not. It's an early Batman. It's a couple years in and he's still trying to figure out what Batman is going to be. So we'll see if it's worthy or not. And uh, then I see the new, I saw a promo, like a three minute promo for the Adam project on Netflix. And I think it's going to be at the theaters as well with Ryan Reynolds and, uh, his wife. Oh, I don't think his wife is in it though. Although I can't see Ryan Reynolds without thinking about his wife, because I mean, it's really embarrassing the way Blake looks at me (laughs) on her Instagram account. I got, I've, I've messaged Ryan and said, Hey, tell your wife to stop looking at me like that. (laughs) <laughs> and I do kind of like uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's funny. And this movie is about, uh, you know, him, it's a time traveler and he goes back and he runs, he has, deals with himself as a 13 year old. And I kind of like the premise of that. So, uh, you know, that's this weekend, I think. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Although I will say that just as a quick side note, uh, which, uh, you know, everybody in, uh, my, uh, in my household is excited because, uh, my wife is going to be a grandmother again. Uh, my oldest son and his wife, uh, Chandra are having their third baby and she just started having contractions, uh, last night. So that baby will be here soon. So that's the third baby girl for my son, Mr. Mr. Football player, Mr. NFL player, all girls. So we're kind of looking forward to that, you know, for my wife to be a grandmother again. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We did get some sad news. Uh, Who died today? Australian rapper and YouTube star Lil Bo Weep has tragically died. She was 22 when she breathed her last. The singer died on March 3rd. Her father, Matthew Schofield, confirmed on Facebook. He wrote in his post this weekend, We lost the fight for my daughter's life against depression, trauma, 
PTSD and drug addiction that we have been fighting since we got her back from America through repatriation, defat, but broken. The cause of her death has not been revealed yet. Now, repatriation and defat, for those of you that don't know, defat is the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, which you know promotes and protects Australia's international interests to support the security and prosperity. And, uh, you know, repatriation is the return of someone to their own country. So anyway, uh, Lil Bo Weep has tragically passed away. So rest in peace, Lil Bo Weep, at the age of 22 years of age. Uh, Again, they have not released the cause of her death. But in the report, the dad talks about how uh, her depression trauma, PTSD, and drug addiction that they've been fighting does not sound like she was in a good place at all. And on top of all that, she had posted uh, on, I think, her Instagram page, maybe her YouTube page, that uh, she was uh, mourning the anniversary of losing a child. And uh, she also found out that uh, she couldn't have uh, children because of uh, a severe eating disorder anymore. So she was in a really bad place. And uh, sad, sad that uh, that we lost her. But uh, little Bo Weep, dead at the age of 22. And as long as we're uh, doing uh, segments, we have uh, Who Died Today, and we might as well do Houses of the Hoity Toity. Uh, I see where Queen Elizabeth, a little Royals news for you, is... Uh, I thought at first she was downsizing, but doesn't seem that way. The reports are that she's leaving Buckingham Palace permanently. And I thought, oh, she wants to downsize a little bit because uh, the Buckingham Palace is um, just uh, 775 rooms, including 188 staff bedrooms, 92 offices, 78 bathrooms, 52 principal bedrooms, and 19 staterooms. It also has a post office, cinema, swimming pool, doctor's surgery, and jeweler's workshop. (laughs) That's a tough place to be, I'll tell you that. But she's moving out of that dump and going to Windsor Castle. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I mean, I guess that's a little downsizing. Uh, No. Uh, The grounds for Windsor Castle is uh, 52,609 square meters. Meters. That's 13,000 acres. And it combines the features of a fortification, a palace, and a small town. The present-day castle was created during a sequence of phased building projects, uh, culminating in the reconstruction work after the fire in 1992. And um, the uh, Windsor Castle is, uh, you know, not really downsizing from Buckingham Palace. So the Queen moving to Windsor because she's had enough of the dump of Buckingham Palace. Another dump that uh, was just purchased by Richard Sagan, the the, uh, fashion icon. Uh, He's the executive, chief executive of Fashion Nova. He won a bidding war for the 105,000 square foot home called The One in Bel Air, the mega mansion to be, it's believed to be the largest home in Los Angeles. I feel like we've talked about The One before. So I guess 
with the auction costs and commissions, it's going to be $141 million. The actual bid was $126 million. Now, this place comes with 21 bedrooms, 42 full bathrooms, a private theater, and a bowling alley. Now, it's not Windsor Castle, and it's not even Buckingham Palace, but it is a pretty sweet place. (laughs) (laughs) you're not picking up Windsor or Buckingham for 141 million but uh, you know this place isn't bad and so Richard's hanging uh, congratulations and I hope you enjoy living in the one and as long as we're out in uh, you know the Hollywood neck of the woods I see where Kelly Stafford the wife of Matthew Stafford the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams the Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford uh, quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams his wife was on the uh, podcast called The Morning After and uh, she was telling uh, that podcast about her boob job that was horribly bad And she explained that Matthew didn't want her to get them, uh, didn't want the new boobs. And she claimed that, uh, it was like, uh, having, uh, two balloons on her chest. I saved up a ton of money from, I did some stuff in high school. I worked in high school and then, um, like birthday, you know, all that stuff. I just saved it all. I I mean, like what I I dressed so terribly. I wasn't buying clothes. Like that wasn't my thing. Again, still not really my thing. I went and got a boob job and Matthew was totally against this. He was like, do not do it. Please don't do it. And I was like, listen, love you, but I've wanted this for a long time. And this is about me. Not about you. Went and got it. Y'all. That's the worst boob job you have no. ever. Mm. It was two balloons on my chest. It was so, so bad. And what's worse is the Detroit media realized. Oh, uh, yeah. And started saying that Matthew paid for a boob job for his girlfriend. Oh. And immediately I was like, hold on now. I paid for it myself. <laughs> Hold on now. Oh, Matthew didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. (laughs) You'd think that maybe she could have chosen a better, you know, plastic surgeon. There's, you see some bad ones out there though. Uh, no question. Do you, Jeff? Yes. Yes, you do. So, uh, a year later, she claims that she had them drained, uh, because it was, uh, saline because the silicone was dangerous. Yeah. The silicone's, uh, boob enhancements. The were gels and they were cracking and breaking and it was getting all gooey into women's breasts and it was just a bad thing. Uh, but you see some bad ones out there, no question. And you do see some good ones out there. Now I realize that, you know, my three cuts to clown face is uh, still good, but if you have a decent boob job, the problem is, is that a lot of times they want to go too big. Right. And I, you know, as a professional, uh, <laughs> plastic search and wannabe uh you don't need to go uh that much bigger right you just want to be able to have them uh less saggy and more what's the word perky <laughs> but i digress if you want some more expert advice on what plastic surgery to get and not to get. 
Um, you know, just uh, let me know. I know that uh, Giselle Bunchen, uh, Brady's wife, has talked about her uh, surgery to correct unevenness in her breast size after, you know, nursing her kids and everything. And she said, uh, what have I done? I felt like I was living in uh, a body I didn't recognize and uh, clothes felt uncomfortable. So, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get it done, get it done. It's not about you. That's what, uh, that's what, uh, Kelly said, right? I mean, it said, Hey, this was about me. I love you, but I wanted to do this. And if she had a better doctor, it might've turned out a lot better. Well, congratulations uh, is in order for Russia, uh, now the most sanctioned country on earth. Yep, even more than Iran, Syria, North Korea, Venezuela, more than 2,778 new sanctions designations have been slapped on Russia since February 22nd for a total of... 5,530. Iran is second with 3,616 sanctions for its financing of terrorism and the development of its nuclear program, which, by the way, we're dealing with them now. I know uh, the president was supposed to say that we're going to uh, cancel our deal with Russian oil. I would agree with that if he turns on the spigot here in the U.S. (laughs) These people are not going to do that, but we need to do it. And at some point, uh, I don't don't know what the line is, but at some point, the American people will not stand for gas prices being seven, eight, nine, or more dollars a gallon. It just, we just won't when we have the capability of making it here in the United States. Wheat prices have ballooned more than 50% since the war began to record highs, which, uh, you know, is what happens with nearly one third of the world's total wheat exports for which Ukraine and Russia are responsible are knocked offline. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that's good, right? Uh, Nichols price jump to 76% yesterday was one of the most extreme moves uh, in the metal market's history. Uh, Russia is the leading producer of nickel, by the way, just if you didn't know that, which is, you know, a key ingredient in those electric vehicle batteries. <laughs> uh, they also use that nickel to be to make stainless steel too. So, I mean, nickel was already in short supply and, uh, you know, now we're, uh, we're you know, sanctioning the country where the most nickel comes from. So good times with that. And then we have a uh, supply shock in uh, uh, in many other parts of the world. And plus, then, I mean, we are in such a strange place. I mean, I just don't understand it. I, I really don't. Um, you know, we have um, a vaccine delivery. It's being reported today that a vaccine delivery to Bangladesh... Uh, you know, remember India, the country that did not condemn Russia? Yeah, well, we're just, we just canceled that order. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. The United Nations uh, voted in favor of condemning Russia for its invasion of Ukraine and demanding immediate withdrawal. But uh, India abstained. Uh, and so, oh, well. Uh, yeah, you were supposed to get those doses? Yeah, no, we're not going to give them to you. 
wait, what? Yeah, no, that's just the way it goes. I mean, we have, what, 200 com- countries? Hundreds, maybe more. Right? It's more, actually, uh, that are part of shutting down Russia. And now, uh, not only are we going after friends of Putin, we're going after people that may, uh, didn't, that kind of went, well, you know what? I don't know that we should sanction Russia. Oh, well, the rest of the world's not going to be nice to you either. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's such a strange place because, you know, we're helping Ukraine and we're also funding Russia. And I get it. I understand it. It just seems like we're in a, a really, we're being put in a very, very unpredictable predicament and it'd be a little bit more predictable if we were producing our own energy here in the United States. But on the flip side, I mean, we have, we saw pictures of people in Poland leaving strollers at the train station for Ukrainian women fleeing the war. So if you were coming into Poland with your children and you had needed strollers, you they would be there at the station for you. We heard stories of people renting Airbnbs in Poland so that the refugees would have a place to stay. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's really amazing times. I also saw a story that, uh, you know, I mean, no one supports zoos more than this show. You know that. And you listen to this show, Chewing the Fat, you know, no one supports zoos more than this show. But I see where the one zoo in the Ukraine has families living at the zoo for uh, the 4,000 animals that are there. Wait, what? Yeah, the staff and their families are bunkering down at the zoo as they care for the animals uh, during the war. So, okay, I mean, some of them moved indoors because and underground because they're shook up. And you can't have the animals all shook up. They, they've got to monitor their emotional state. And sometimes it's necessary to provide a sedative. Oh, yes, that's right. So it's uh, war days at the zoo. And they're posting stuff online. And it's uh, the zoo life is a daily work in process. You've got they're, they're taking care of everything at the animal at the uh, Kaiv Zoo. Is it Kaiv Kaiv K Y I V Zoo? You know where it's at. It's right there. And so uh, since the invasion began, they're taking care of the animals at the zoo. And elephants, camels, and Ukraine's only gorilla are among the animals housed at the zoo. And the zoo also welcomed the birth of two goats. So war goats were born during the uh, during the incursion from Russia. Yay! So some of the animals got out. Uh, they were evacuated. The six lions, tigers, uh, they got out to Poland. I don't know why we didn't get the whole thing out, but apparently they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't do it. The roads were impassable, and so they didn't have enough. Uh, they didn't have enough. Uh, enough cargo space for these animals to be shipped to Poland. So they're staying in Ukraine. So weird times, just really, really strange times around the world. And it doesn't look as though it's getting better, but just, you know, I guess we say our prayers and keep our fingers crossed so that uh, it does get better. Did I mention that uh, we uh, are now preparing for the Asian giant hornets to be tracked, and they're getting ready to have them tracked. Now we have the we have the parachuting spiders 
in the southwest and or in the southeast and along the east coast now. So now out west and the northwest, we have the Asian hornets, the giant Asian hornets, by the way. So scientists are working to find out, uh, hey, how are we going to mark these nests? And we need to figure out uh, what's going on because there's going to be too many of them. <laughs> That's it, though. Don't worry about it. They just uh, they just kill regular bees, and can you know they will. You don't want to be attacked by them as you know as your people, the Asian giant hornets. So there's there's that to look forward to. So you know, did I say it's getting better? Eh. <laughs> and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.